It's time now for North Star Sports, your source for the hottest sports takes in the business. Here's your host, Owen Ely. Hello, everyone, and welcome to North Star Sports. I'm your host, Owen Ely. You can follow me on Twitter at Owen Ely MN. You also can follow North Star Sports on Twitter at North Star MIN. Be sure to check out our website at NorthStarsports.media. And welcome into the show, everyone. We got a great one for you today here on this Wednesday, October 7th, as we look to recap UFC Fight Night Home versus Eldana, which took place on Saturday, October 3rd at the Flash Forum on UFC Fight Island. A um, little bit of housekeeping to get to before we get into this very quick recap. Um, not not super excited to do the recap, although I'm excited to be with all you fine folks. But, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> as I predicted, this was not a very uh, fun card. Uh, did not watch um, a decent por- uh, portion of this uh, because I was doing other stuff. But... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Mailman won back the title. Um, you know what I mean? It's going to stay here for a long time. Uh, it was a close one, though. It was 49-48. Um, you know, but but the mailman, I mean, he just always delivers. Um, I, don't even, I don't even really know where we differed um, too much on this one. I know I picked Pena. I got that one wrong. Um, I think I was dead on with uh, Todorovic. Um, but, you know squeaked out the W, but, um, you know, it, it, it's always good to win back the belt, and, you know, I'm going to try to set the uh, the North Star Sports record for the longest title defense, um, so I got uh, three more three more cards to go, because the record's currently two. Um, it was an okay day for uh, picking fights. I think we, we went six and five, um, so about 500, I'll take it, but obviously that's not, um, not exactly the goal um, on that one. Um... And also, shout out to my grandpa, because it's his birthday. I don't know how old he is, but, uh, you know, he's, he's up there. So, uh, you know, shout out to shout out to my grandpa. Um, yeah, I think that's all the housekeeping we have to get to. Oh, uh, we'll have a show tomorrow. Um, not sure what it'll be, though. Um, hopefully, I'll be doing a Minnesota Twins show with uh, Reagan Hooverman sometime soon. Hopefully tomorrow. Uh, if that's the case, then we'll preview the next UFC card on Friday. If not, then we'll just preview it on Thursday. Um, and maybe we'll do the twins show on Friday. I don't know. It depends on Reagan's, um, availability. I don't even, honestly, I don't even know which, um, which fight cards next. Well, let's, let's, I got the, I got the old computer. I got Google at my disposal here. I guess we'll really quickly see, uh, what I have to preview. Maybe that'll change my, my mind on whether or not I want to preview it earlier or not okay uh Marais and Sandhagen that's that's gonna be a good one I'm, I'm pretty excited for for that fight um yeah I don't I don't think that's gonna <laughs> force me to do it tomorrow um but uh you know we'll see I don't know looking up and down these these cards here I mean there, there's there's some pretty good fights on here um Giga Chikadze's back I, I did like Eliel Kaisi uh, a lot of undefeated people, young undefeated prospects on here. Yusuf Zalal, um, is, is there. Um, I kind of like Ben Rothwell. That's in Barboza and Makwan Amerikani. Yeah, you know, actually, that's, that's a pretty good fight card. 
Um, not a lot of ranked fighters. Um, you know, a lot of very, very young in their career guys um, on this. But actually, you know, that's a that's a pretty good um, card. Obviously, not stacked, but um, that, that'll be a fun one to preview. Um, but obviously, we're here to recap. Uh, UFC Fight Night Home versus Aldana. Oh, that was the big thing I missed, and I guess it ties in with this a little bit. Um, but that was really the big housekeeping I wanted to get to is that uh, North Star Sports, we now do uh, rankings for uh, flyweight and women's featherweight. So we finally caved in. We're doing the featherweight rankings. Um, and, well, and the flyweight rankings. I might have say flyweight. Um yeah, it doesn't differ greatly right now from the UFC rankings. Um, yep, something just fell in the basement. Um, but it, it doesn't differ greatly. Um, I think the big difference is we have Dvorak a little bit higher, and we have Tyson Nam a little bit higher. But um, I don't know. I'm sure the UFC will fuck up these rankings because um, they're not very good at uh, at ranking. So, I mean, for now, whatever. I, I'm not going to put a whole lot of effort into the flyweight rankings. But, um, you know, they're there. They're there. And it, it'll, it'll get better with time because then it'll get more fleshed out. Um, and then women's featherweight. I guess we just kind of put that on there to say we have all the rankings. It, it, it only goes to number four. Um, so that one, you know, honestly, I kind of like putting it on there because that one's going to be super, super fucking easy to do because there, there's only five fighters total in the division. So... You know that's 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 fine by me. Um, also, a disclaimer that uh, these are unofficial rankings. They are uh, uh, we're not affiliated with the UFC. We just kind of do this for fun. So these these rankings uh, they don't mean a whole lot legally, uh, but uh, you know in in the hearts and minds of people they know that these are you know what the rankings should be. Um, so I just I figured I'd throw that out there just so that there's no no confusing or no confusion. Not that anybody you know was was, um, you know, thinking anything or, or whatever, but, uh, I'll just put that out into the ether that, um, you know, on record, we are not, uh, affiliated with the UFC. Um, yeah, that's, that's about all we have for housekeeping. Um, so we'll go to the main event here. Holly Holm, uh, defeats Irini Aldana by unanimous decision. I did not watch this fight. Um, actually, no, I think I watched the final round. Um, yeah, the, the, you know, by all accounts, this this fight wasn't very exciting. Uh, dominant win for Holly Holm. I don't care. I'm, I'm Holly Holmed out, like I said in the preview show. I, I've had enough of her. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, good for me. Who cares what I think? But, you know, it's my podcast. But, like, okay, you, you're, you're the, the, the biggest one-hit wonder in, in all of MMA, or at least, you know, on the female side, I guess. I don't want to get too bold uh, without thinking it through. But, like, I don't know. Okay. She's probably going to get a title shot off of this. But, I don't know. From now on, I'm not watching Holly Holmes fights. I'm just not. Like, they're just boring. Like, the Raquel Pennington fight is what did it for me. Just boring, boring, boring fucking clinching and positioning and clinching and positioning. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. So... Uh, good for her that she won this fight, but I, I was in no way interested in this main event, and uh, nothing fun happened. You know what I mean? Like, if Holly Holm knocked out Irene Altana in spectacular fashion, oh okay, then I'll then I'll probably re reevaluate my position. But 
just super, super, super fucking boring. And you know what I mean? She still lost five of her last eight fights. So, yeah, she's on a two-fight winning streak. I mean, good for her. I don't think anything too particularly high of Irene Aldana or Raquel Pennington. Um, you know, other than the fact they're both ranked in the top ten. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, I could credit... You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not trying to be a callous dick here. But, like, okay. Like, Aldana, that knockout of Vieira, very nice. Okay, that's cool. But, you know, it's just one performance. Let's Let's kind of see it a little bit. And, obviously, this was her chance to you know, really prove that, that she's right up there. Uh, Pennington, I mean, that's like a five, that's a 500 fighter. I mean, she's, she's a very tough fighter. I can credit her that. And I don't say that, you know, in, in some sort of passive aggressive way. No, she's a very, very tough fighter. Unfortunately for her, the, the toughness is really dis, you know, only displayed when she's getting her ass beat by Amanda Nunes for, for, you know, four and a half rounds, you know what I mean? So, Okay, toughness is not exactly a skill you want to have showcased because it's it's probably not under the best circumstances for you. Um, but like, okay, like, I don't know, man. I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm really the entire women's bantamweight division. I'm just not even remotely interested in Amanda Nunes. Okay, I guess she's the greatest of all time. That's cool. But does anybody care? Not, not really. I guess some people might. But not really. Like, is she a big star? Do, pe- do people tune in? Do people buy her pay-per-views? I can tell you for a fucking fact they don't buy Amanda Nunes pay-per-views because I th- I'm pretty sure the pay-per-view she did with Raquel Pennington 224 um, in Rio, I think that's the lowest bought pay-per-view since UFC 200. Or not that, I mean, so, yeah, since UFC 200. Not that UFC 200 was a low pay-per-view, but in the 200s for pay-per-views, from from 200 to where we are now, <clears throat> that was the lowest. Or, it, fuck. I think there was a Cyborg Yana Kunitskaya pay-per-view that m- maybe technically was a little bit lower. But I want to I, I say I remember 224. But either way, nobody... F- oh my god, we have to care about Amanda Nunes. Okay, does, but do you care about Amanda Nunes? Does anybody? She, a, a great fighter a great fighter, cleaned out this division, which is, you know, the problem that Demetrius Johnson had in the flyweight division. You know, we're seeing that with Amanda Nunes. Who are you going to fight next that you haven't already beat that's going to get people excited? It doesn't really exist. And, that's you know, that's not really that's not really her fault. She's so dominant that, you know, there's nobody there. You know what I mean? That's a testament to how, you know, dominant and, and how uh, good of a, a fighter she is. But, you know what I mean? People, you could empirically look at the numbers and see that, you know, people do not care about Amanda Nunes. Um, and if people don't care about Amanda Nunes, how can you expect them to care about the women's bantamweight division? And it's not, it's not, for anybody who says it's a female thing, it's not, not really. People care about the, the, the flyweight division, I'd say more than the bantamweight division. Uh, they might not care about the flyweight division in a couple of years when Shevchenko has literally cleaned out the entire division. So that division in a, in a sense, is headed towards where the women's bantamweight division is going. Not through anybody's fault, just through the domination of the champions. Um, but at least there's young, exciting, up-and-coming fighters at flyweight, and people really, really care about women's strawweight. Women's strawweight is probably the, the funnest women's division. I'm not going to say it's one of the funner overall divisions, um, but it's a, it's a fun division. There's there's a bunch of fights you could make. There's former champs. You know, there's a, a dominant young champ. Um, who, I mean, we'll see how far she can get in, you know, racking up title defenses, but like, that's a division people care about. People don't care. This was the, wor- this fight card was the worst possible 
outcome for women's bantamweight. Holly Holm and Jermaine Durandamy both won. They're both still at number one and number two in the division in the rankings. Worst possible case scenario. Best possible case scenario was Arena Aldana and Juliana Pena both won. Then that's interesting. Then we have, then we have fresh new faces that are you know right there in the top five to fight for a title. Now we don't. Aldana's not going to get a title fight off of a loss. Pena's not going to get a title fight off of a loss. So are, are we going to do? Are we going to do Nunez home fucking two or three or whatever the fuck we're on? No. Well, actually, well, we shouldn't, but are we gonna? Maybe, because UFC fucking loves Holly Holm for some reason. Um, are, are we gonna have a rematch with Durandamy and Holly Holm? Or, um, oh, fuck, gross. That's probably what's next. But are we, but um, is Durandamy gonna fight Nunez for the title again? She just lost like a year ago. Nobody, absolutely nobody is calling for Jermaine Durandamy to fight for the title. Absolutely nobody with a brain is calling for Holly Holm to fight for the title. But these are the next two people in line because they both won. So this is the the worst possible scenario. It's not going to kill off the women's bantamweight division, but Jesus Christ, we're going to go through a dark age here as if we already, you know, hadn't started this. But, you know, it's going to be some dark times, some troubling times here when it comes to fresh, new, young, exciting faces and people caring about this division. Um, because it's just the same old, same old, man. It, it, it really is. Um, moving on here to the co-main event, Carlos Felipe wins via unanimous decision over Jorgen DeCastro. Uh, never good to see a, uh, a decision in a heavyweight fight. This was a very boring fight. Um, yeah, just very, very boring. It's never good when, when a, a fighter who has D-cups wins a fight. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I was excited for Jorgen DeCastro. Uh, he's, he's now lost two in a row. This one was pretty boring. It was a little bit interesting in the first round, but a lot of hugging, a lot of clinching, a lot of the referee, um, you know, breaking up the fights and major, major, major blown opportunity for Carlos Felipe and Jorgen DeCastro because they did not deserve to be in this co-main event slot, but they were through, for, you know, fortuitous events for their sake. So, it doesn't matter that you didn't deserve and don't deserve still to be in a co-main event slot. You're there. So put on a performance that people are going to remember because they certainly don't know who you are right now. But you are on a co-main event on an ESPN card. I don't know. How about you try? <laughs> Is that too much to ask for? How about you try? You know what I mean? <laughs> How about you don't just hug and clinch? And, and, you know, the end of that fight was looking more like fucking... Kimbo Slice and, and Dada 5000 than it was, you know, a, a fucking, even an LFA heavyweight fight. So, you know, how about we put on a, a, a good performance? Um, but, nope. So, I mean, there's there's a reason why uh, they did not belong in that co-main event slot, and we found out the hard way in a major, major, major waste of a co-main event slot. I mean, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but like, it would have been better to put Carlos Condit up there. People know who he is. Would have been better to put uh, Dusko Todorovic in the co-main event slot, you know, and, and have people tune in to see who this, you know, bright young prospect is at 185. You know, what What about fucking Casey, Casey Kenny, one of the more underrated fighters? Why don't we put him in the, in the co-main event slot? Uh, again, I'm not just trying to shit on the UFC because hindsight is 2020. Maybe Casey Kenny would have put on a stinker, but probably not, man. Probably not. So, you know, 
I don't know. That was a very, very frustrating fight to watch. Um, Jermaine Durandamy in the featured bout here on the main card submits Juliana Pena. That's the first submission of her MMA career. Not a good look for Juliana Pena, let me tell you that much. This was more than just a loss for Pena. This was an embarrassment. Uh, you got choked out by a kickboxer. Um, that's that's not going to reflect um, well on you. Um, and, you know, I saw the finish. I didn't watch the fight because I did not care. I was too busy looking at old um, NCAA football rosters and trying to figure out who the real-life counterparts were with uh, the, the my boy, the fireman, Drew Peterson, uh, which is, is very interesting. It's very, it's very fun to go back and look and try to figure out who's who. You know, who's this 96 overall redshirt senior tackle for um, Texas A&M in 2013? Of course, the, the answer is Luke Jokel. Um, you know, but it's it's cool going back and looking at stuff like that and looking back at old uh, Madden rosters. And, and um, you know, that was more exciting than uh, this fight card in, in many ways. Um, so moving on here, uh, this is on, I'm still on the main card, Kyler Phillips. Um, he uh, knocks out Cameron Else uh, from elbows from the back mount. Solid win for Kyler Phillips. I like his style. Again, he's still many wins away from being ranked because 135 is so deep. But um, th- this is this is a bright young prospect, to use the same cliche I just used uh, um, a minute ago. Um, I really like him. He's only 25. Now, I understand Else, I think he was late notice, maybe. Or if... If he wasn't, there was no way he should have been in that octagon with Kyler Phillips. It was it was just, you know, he was several classes below Kyler Phillips. But, um, you know, that was a good performance. And it's always good to get a finish in the UFC regardless of late notice or, you know, you being several rungs above, above a fighter. You know, getting finishes and wins in the UFC is really all that matters um, for the most part, especially early on in your career. Uh, moving on here on the main card opener. Uh, Dusko Todorovic knocks out Daquan Townsend in round two. Um, I, I mean, I pretty much predicted this fight uh, to a T. I mean, I, I, I thought Todorovic was going to knock him out in the first round, took it, took it into the early into the second. Um, that was a very, very easy debut fight for Todorovic. You look at Daquan Townsend, he's now 0-4 in the UFC. Um, he's a very friendly face. Um to to debut against because well doesn't belong in the UFC and uh, he, he he absolutely will be cut um so you know Todorovic it's it's a win you get the UFC jitters out of the way because it's your debut and then hopefully you fight you know an actual UFC fighter in your next fight and um you know what I mean so uh, again a win over Daquan Townsend is going to get you nowhere like you're not going to not that they do rankings this low, but like people aren't going to go, oh my God, you beat Daquan Townsend, but it's a UFC win, it's your debut, it's a knockout, pretty good one at that. So, um, you know what I mean? It was a very successful successful night for Todorovic, a guy who was supposed to debut like eight months ago and just had, you know, I think he had three fights with John Phillips canceled. So um, I'll tell you, I'd rather debut against Daquan Townsend than... Uh, uh, John Phillips, because you know, even even though John Phillips got cut, and I think he's like one and four, uh, they call him the White Mike Tyson for a reason because he has fucking insane power. So, not really a risk of you getting knocked out by Daquan Townsend, but certainly a risk with John Phillips. 
All right, moving on here to the prelim headliner. It was a unanimous decision win for Carlos Condit over Court McGee. Uh, two fighters on pretty bad losing streaks, or at least, uh, you know, losing patterns. I think Court McGee was only on a two-fight losing streak, but uh, before his last win, he was on like a three-fight losing streak. Uh, somebody needed to get a win. I don't think Carlos Condit necessarily would have been cut if he lost, because I think the UFC really likes him, but... Um, fuck man he can't be on like a six fight losing streak or whatever the fuck he was gonna be on if he lost um it was a, it was a close one I think it was right that Carlos Condit won it um he didn't look super good this this probably would be a good retirement fight for Carlos Condit you know what I mean you don't want to stick around too long and arguably he stuck around a little bit too long anyways although he did lose to some pretty good fighters on that um on that losing streak although that's never really the you know the the uh, explanation you want you know there's still losses but you know, he's 36. He's been in this for a very, very long time. Um, I don't I don't know if he can stick around and still beat the lower guys with great regularity. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying that as a, as a fact. Maybe he can, and I'm sure we're, we're going to find out because I don't think he's going to retire. But, um, you know, I don't know, man. He, he didn't look super great against Court McGee. Um, he he did get battered a little bit. Uh, a lot of a lot of leg kicks landed there on Condit. That's obviously a concern with his, um, you know, history of having his uh, ACL uh, ACL uh, tore. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, it was good to see a win for Carlos Condit. I mean, his last win came in May of 2015. Uh, so, you know, I mean, been a, been a pretty long time since uh, Carlos Condit was in the win column. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, moving on here, uh, we had a prelim fight here between Josh Kulabau and Charles Jordan, end in a split uh, draw. Uh, did not watch this fight. Did not watch it. Um, that is interesting that it went to a split draw. I would have certainly favored uh, Charles Jordan in this fight. Not not a great start in his UFC career for Charles Jordan. This guy had um, uh, a, a fair amount of hype coming in. I think he got signed when he was like 23. And uh, he is 1-2-1 in his first four UFC uh, appearances. I'll give it to you. These are some tough fights. You know, some tough lower level. Well, mid-level. I don't want to denigrate them. You know, these are, these are actually tough tough fights. But, you know. You got to win, baby, win in in this company, and you know, lost to Des Green, a win over Duho Choi, a loss to uh, Andre Feely, and now a, a split uh, draw here with Kulabau. I mean, that is, that's not exactly how you want to chalk it up here um, if you're in the corner of uh, Jordan. But again, he's so fucking young. I, I'm still very interested to see how his career plays out here over the next couple of years. But um, you know, he's gonna have to start stringing together some some victories. Um, also on the prelims here in the middleweight division, Nasserdine Imovov wins via unanimous decision over Jordan Williams. Um, yeah, I, I was excited for Jordan Williams. I have no fucking idea who uh, Imovov is or was. Um, but, I, you know, I watched Williams, you know, a month ago on the Contender Series knock the fucking brakes off of Gregory Rodriguez. Um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting with, with this guy having... Uh, um, I forget if it's type one or type two, but having diabetes—that's very interesting. Not being able to cut weight, weighing it, weighing in at 182 pounds. 
that's interesting, man, because you get guys who cut down from like 205, you know, or, or higher down to middleweight. So that's very, very interesting. He's, you know, he's going to be undersized, uh, you know, weight-wise in this division uh, just, just because of the inability to cut weight. Uh, I, I was rooting for him. I hope that uh, I was hoping that he won, the, was going to win the fight, and uh, you know, obviously didn't turn out his way. Um, so he takes the uh, takes the L. Uh, moving on here, uh, Luma Lugbunmi uh, wins via unanimous decision over Jin Yu Frey. Um, did not watch this one. Didn't watch any of the uh, the first three fights here. Um, I don't know Lugbunmi. I think she she's had like a lot of Muay Thai fights. Like, I was trying to find her record somewhere. She's only 24, but she's had a lot of fights. Only five foot one, so that's going to be a little interesting. Um, obviously, was not ready for Angela Hill, but, um, you know, you talk about somebody growing up in the UFC. I mean, at 24, that's a real possibility for uh, Luma. And then for Jin Yu Frey, this is uh, not good. I mean, lost her UFC debut to Kay Hansen, loses this one to Luma Lukbunmi. Um would not shock me if she got cut after this. Um, obviously a champion in uh, other organizations, but uh, can't really hang here uh, with the big girls in the UFC. So um, at, at age 35, I mean, that's probably the last fight in the UFC for Jin Yu Fry. Um, although you never know. You, you, you never know. People have stuck around a lot longer than, than her. You never know. You know, if you're someone who says yes to late notice fights and and whatever, I mean, it's it's not crazy to get cut and then come back right away because they they come knocking for somebody. Uh, moving on here, second fight on the prelim, a win for Casey Kenny over Haley Alatang. Um, like I said, Casey Kenny, Casey Kenny, this guy's very very underrated um, in the bantamweight division. Has a win over uh, Ray Borg. That win over Manny Bermudez was very very impressive um and you know jesus he's he's you know on a two-fight winning streak now um he's won good god eight of his last nine uh and and about half of those uh, more than half of those wins coming in the ufc um and <laughs> i don't know if this is this is oh it's a rumored upcoming bout but uh, a rumored upcoming bout that he'll fight later on at fight island at UFC 254 versus Nathaniel Wood, um, that's a good that's a good one. The two guys in, in similar spots, you know, they've both had recent losses, but they're they're younger. Um, you know, they they have gaudy records: 17 and four for Wood, 15 two and one for Kenny. Um, I really like that a lot. And you know, this guy, if he keeps stringing wins together, I mean, eventually he'll be like Marab Devalish Wheely, um, who his uh, last loss came to. Um, you know. You, you win so many fights they're gonna have to put you in the rankings and uh you know i'm 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 pretty uh high on the idea of uh, casey kenny i like watching him fight and unfortunately i didn't get to see him fight uh uh, uh this saturday but i mean i could probably go back and watch it on uh, espn plus if i'm being honest and moving on here uh the prelim opener it was a uh highlight knockout for Luigi Vendramini over Jessen Ayari. Um, yeah, I mean, that was that's exactly what you want. People are going to remember uh, the name, Luigi Vendramini. Um, he's, only, he's only 24. Uh, and, and like we said on the, uh, the preview show, making your debut, your UFC debut at age 20, well, probably 23 at that point, 
uh, versus Alessio Zaleski Dos Santos. I mean, Jesus Christ. That's honest, for, the, for the longest time, that was the most underrated fighter in the UFC. The, the most underrated fighter that nobody knew. Alessio Zaleski Dos Santos. I mean, a guy who probably should have been ranked. You know, has had some tough fights. Uh, I think he had a loss to Li Jianling and uh, Muslim Salikov. Um, so he's kind of cooled off a little bit, but fuck, that is really, really tough. That is not fair at all. Um, so you go, okay, lost his UFC debut. Well, let's see how he rebounds here versus a, a, a lower-level guy in Jessen Ayari and gets, uh, you know, a pretty quick head kick knockout. And, um, yeah, that was fucking vicious. That was brutal. I got that alert when I was driving over to to the homies spot. But, um, yeah, that's that's best-case scenario for uh, Vendramini. Uh, so with that, we'll wrap it up here. Um, again, you can check out the new North Star Sports rankings that have uh, men's flyweight and women's featherweight at NorthStarSports.media. Check out, you know, check out other stuff on the website. We got cool stuff there. We got the picks. We got the main card showdown. All the podcasts are on there. Although, I don't really know who listens to a podcast on the website. Um, but if you do, then you know, God bless. But you know, we're also available on. You know, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, even though I think that's just Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're, we're just everywhere, man. I found my podcast on podcast platforms I didn't even put on there. You know what I mean? People people just find my podcast and put it on shit. So, you know what I mean? We're, we're everywhere, man. We're on PodMN. You know what I mean? The home for, you know, awesome Minnesota podcasts. Um... So yeah, I mean you know we're 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 everywhere, um, you know you got to follow the mailman on Twitter at Owen the Mailman, uh, North Star Sports on Twitter at North Star M I N, and then you know you got to follow your boy on Twitter at Owen Ely M N. Um, again, tomorrow and Friday most likely uh, a UFC preview show for Marais and Sandhagen and a Minnesota Twins um, season recap and what the Twins can do moving forward to try to fix the. Um, Huge struggles, huge struggles they've had in the playoffs. I guess that's that's a, a nice way to put it. Uh, but we'll likely have those two shows in the next couple of days. I don't know which which order. All depends on uh, the hound dog. But um, yeah, so with that, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.